I'm Hillary. That's your four minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the start of our show. Glenn, you're back. Welcome yes, back. We missed you. I am. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's good to be back. Or is it? <laughs> uh, I have uh, perhaps a different perspective uh, on a few things. I've been uh, gone. Uh, I was in Australia uh, bringing families together who have been torn apart in what is really a modern day Holocaust. Um, and seeing America from the other side of the planet is an interesting thing. We'll talk about that coming up in a second. First, let me tell you about home title lock. Uh, Capital One data breach just hit. 106 million of us had our names, home addresses, banking information exposed. Forget credit card theft. Your greater risk is home title fraud. Now, this is something new. This is something the FBI in Manhattan says is an epidemic. And there is only one company that can protect thieves from taking your home. And it is Home Title Lock. Get 60 days risk-free of protection as they find out if your home has already been stolen with HomeTitleLock.com. Go there now. Check it all out and keep yourself safe and your home yours. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. You know, being away for two weeks has given me uh, some perspective. Being on the other side of the planet, being in Australia for a week and dealing only with families who have had their families torn apart, killed and scattered uh, because of ISIS. When I see things like the shootings here in America and the claims of the left, I... I have to tell you, we are all playing a game, and I want to show you the game because facts matter, and we go there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, we need some people that are uh, watching over uh, us, watching over our right to keep and bear arms. It is a right I don't care what the government says. I really don't. I care what the Constitution says. I care that this is a God-given right. If bears can uh, protect themselves, surely so can human beings. It's a natural right, and we need somebody watching over it. And the people who are watching over it are the USCCA. I'm telling you, they're going to come after this from all angles. They're going to go from the banks. They're going to go uh, for the insurance. They're going to go through taxes. They're going to do everything they can. Right now, the USCCA, just so they can introduce themselves to you, giving away a free gun. Yeah, they're not ashamed of it. Every single day through August, a free gun to somebody, your responsible gun owner. Text the word Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222. Could be a Glock, a Kimber, even an AR. There's no catch. It's 100% free. What they want to do is they want to introduce themselves to you because they are leading in the education and in the defense of those who are carrying a gun. I want you to text Glenn to the number 87222 right now. Get more information. Get the rules. Go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply when you text the word Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222. (laughs) 
In an average year in the U.S., there are 31,000 homicides, suicides, or accidental shootings, resulting in around 15,000 deaths per year. However, private citizens use firearms for self-defense between 800,000 and 2.5 million times a year. The wide range is because so much defensive gun use goes unreported to the police. But if you look at those stats, that means firearms are 80 times more likely to be used to protect and defend life versus taking life. By the way, that comes from the CDC. Of the defensive gun uses by private citizens in the U.S., between 80,000 and 200,000 of those involve women using a firearm to defend herself from sexual assault. That's just from the oh-so-conservative Journal of Criminal Law. The FBI crime data set says the uh, the ATF estimates there are currently 290 million firearms in private ownership in the U.S., That's excluding any kind of collector or replica firearms. That is up from 210 million guns in 1995. So that's a 29% increase in 24 years. Yet over that same time span, violent crime in the U.S. has fallen by 50%. And violent assaults involving a firearm have fallen by 55%. Again, just from the FBI. The United States boasts the highest firearm ownership rate per capita, 89 firearms owned for every 100 system, uh, citizens. The next closest country is Yemen. That has about half the gun rate per capita. The U.S. has firearm ownership rate that is 12 times that of the U.K., 40 times that of China. Yet despite such a huge firearm ownership rate, the U.S. is not in the top 10 of homicide rates, nor are we in the top 20, nor are we in the top 30, nor are we in Casey's top 40. If you measure the total number of international homicides per 100,000 citizens, the United States comes in at 103. That's about in the middle. By the way, that is from the oh-so-conservative U.N. homicide stats. Using U.N. data, researchers are are uh, confirming now uh, at Harvard that in Western democracies, there is a negative correlation between firearm ownership rates and gun homicide rates, meaning John Lydon Lott has been right this whole time. More guns does equal less crime. Despite having some of the most restrictive firearm laws among Western democracy, the United Kingdom has a violent crime rate that is more than four times that of the U.S. The U.K. population suffers 2,034 violent crimes for every 100,000 citizens. If in the U.S. we endure 466 per 100,000, why is it such a problem here? Why should we be more like England? In fact, almost every country in the EU has a much higher rate of violent crime per capita compared to the U.S. These are things that we like to call facts. During mass shooting events in the U.S., the average number of deaths when police end the mass shooting is 14.3. 
the average number of dead when a private citizen with a gun ends the mass shooting is 2.3. And by the way, I'm not one of those that believes that 2.3 equals a mass shooting. But if you are, let's take those stats. If you're waiting for the police to arrive to stop a mass shooter, six times more people will die. Police officers from federal to local levels kill an average of 606 criminals per year. Private citizens using firearms in self-defense kill 1,527. I'm not going to wait around for the police to protect me. There is a false narrative going on. And now even the Republicans are starting to fall into this trap. They're afraid. They're afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they don't know the stats. Oh my gosh, you know what this is? This is white nationalism. That's what this is. This is white nationalism. Really? Is that what this is? Right now, people are claiming that there are 250 mass shootings in America. 250 in the last 12 months? Really? Well, yes. If you agree that mass shootings mean two or more people injured or killed, well, that would mean that duel that uh, Hamilton and Burr had was a mass shooting. That was called a duel. If you if you look at the real numbers, mass shootings, these are coming from people now that say that two or more victims have to be injured, including the assailant. But let's just take that number because that's the number you get 250 from. Well, the reality is that 75% of those mass shootings are black or Hispanic males. And 99% of mass shootings involve handguns because the vast, vast majority of mass shootings by two or more, that definition, would end up being gang or drug-related violence. So banning assault weapons or anything of the type would have zero material impact to lives saved or lost due to mass shootings of two or more. When you actually look at mass shootings and you... You call them what they really are. It's not two. Maybe it's four. Maybe it's six. I don't know. But it's definitely not two. You go from a number of 250 to six mass shootings. Now that is still six too many. But that number is at least reasonable. Six mass shootings. That is horrible. But let's use that number now six. Because surely we can prove that it was white supremacy that did it. Until you realize that even when you look at the numbers this way, it's now half were white. So you either have 75% of the 250 killings being black or Hispanic, or you have half of them being black or Hispanic. Either way, it doesn't seem like a white supremacist problem. And either way, banning ARs don't work, wouldn't solve it. 
So what would? I'll give you the answer in 60 seconds. First, when you hear the word prepper, what comes to mind? The Hollywood elites have decided that preppers are a bunch of paranoid freaks wearing tinfoil hats. I have to tell you, if you're not prepping for something, if you're not if you're not aware that something is coming your way in your lifetime that is going to be a disaster, whether that is unemployment or hurricane and earthquake, crazy politicians, you're living in a dream world. Or maybe you're living someplace outside of the uh, Western world. There is nothing crazy about being prepared. You notice what happens when the weatherman reports a hurricane approaching? People hoard food. Same thing with a snowstorm. Don't do it. The people who don't panic are the people who have prepped. From emergency food storage to water filtration to survival essentials, My Patriot Supply stocks the items needed to survive a disaster so you can be ahead of the mob and just have peace of mind. When, when you're caught off guard, life's unforeseen challenges, it happens, and you panic. You don't want to let that happen. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now and prepare for the unthinkable. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So I'm going to say something that is uh, not heard, I guess, in America. Not, nobody wants to talk about this. But the shootings in America are not the problem. Any shootings that we have in America, those are symptoms. Because here's the truth. We're sick. We are a really sick culture right now. We are sick as a people. We're sick as a nation. Culturally, we're sick. As individuals, many of us are sick. Suicides are way up. Why? Because of the razor blades? Or because people are sick? The drug epidemic is the same. Is that just because China is doing the opioid war against us now? Is that the reason? Or is it that we're sick? Is it that we, sh- we could fix the opioid? Th- we could fix suicides by tougher laws. Does that even make sense? Something in us has changed. Something within us, our neighbors, our families, our towns. What is the disease that is eating us? Because it's killing not just the the innocent or just the guilty. It's killing both. It's killing all of us. Politicians, media, And frankly, most Americans don't say a word weekend after weekend of the latest 25 dead in Chicago. They don't say a word about it. Why? Because we know the shootings there are a symptom. Just like the shootings in the rest of America are a symptom. The shootings in Chicago are a symptom of hopelessness and fatherlessness education or lack thereof of broken families that is what is causing the shooting in chicago it's not the gun 
quite frankly, you take away the guns and the African-American community will be as helpless to protect themselves as they were when the Democratic Klan came riding into town with their horses and their robes and their torches and took the guns away from the African-Americans for their own safety and protection. Well, maybe it's our children. Maybe the children are the problem. You'd never give scissors to children and have them run around with them. Yeah, well, we're not children. But perhaps that is one of the infections that we refuse to diagnose. We more and more every day ask the government, corporations, public institutions to treat us like children, not just children. In fact, we ask our children to act like adults. Hey, kids, you're four. Let's go to the library and meet a drag queen who's going to tell you how to twerk. What the hell is that? Hey, you're 14. You can make the decision on your own about a child. You want an abortion? You have a right to it. But once it comes to paying for your health care, now you got to be 24, 26, 30, 30, 40. You're never really responsible for anything. It gives us an excuse to have everything we want, do whatever we want, and never have to pay for our own sins. But I'm not a child, and I don't wish to be treated like one. Our children, they're treated as helpless babies, and that is an infection in and of itself, causing so many of our children to become ill. They don't want to be treated as morons, babies, or endless, never-ending children. Fifteen-year-olds have changed the world. But that's only when they're expected to. They rise to the occasion. And just as the occasion is calling our children the loudest, we medicate them. We tell them to conform to an increasingly meaningless and senseless sect of doctrines. We fail to actually educate them in any real and meaningful manner. We don't teach them how to think. We teach them what to think. We baby our children. We lower the bar. We expect less when they are crying out for more and more. And then what we do, we offer them a hopeless and worse yet meaningless worldview and future. Then a third of us adults claim we expect too much from them. Another third of us adults say, well, it's not our kid. And finally, maybe a third. Take a look at our failing marriages, our growing debt, a life that is without purpose and say, maybe that might be a problem. Meanwhile, most of Americans claim our children are just lazy. They don't want to work while having whatever they want. All the while, they continue to pile up the unprecedented debt on their shoulders, making them effective slaves to a future so we could have whatever we want right now. But let's not talk about that problem. Because the problem certainly, certainly is not our children or what we're teaching or what we're expecting or what we're not expecting. It's got to be race. Race has got to be the problem, right? No, race and our relations is yet another symptom. 
It's a symptom of moral corruption. And it's moral corruption in those who want us and need us to fear each other. There was a song in South Pacific a long, long time ago. And it had the line, you have to be carefully taught to hate. You have to be carefully taught. I don't know of a time, at least in my lifetime, where we have had so many teachers willing, dying to teach us to hate each other. And yet we treat this symptom to mask the pain. We seek any easy answer. Oh, we've got white supremacy going on. Ban the guns. Yeah, that's what we have to do. You know what? Let me tell you something. I have high blood pressure. My doctor prescribes medicine. I have to take it every day. Now, I don't ask him what the cause is, and he knows what the cause is, and I do too. Cause is really easy. I'm fat. I eat too much. I'm fat. But I don't want to treat that. I like cake and ice cream. I'll just take a pill so I can have the cake and ice cream too. What? This is America. Why can't I take a pill? Don't talk to me about being fat. As my waistline increases, so does my need for a higher dosage and my delusion grows. And that's what's killing me. And it's allowed to fester longer and longer. And there are millions of these miracle pills or solution. And in every case, it only makes things worse. Don't have a, the right credit score to buy a house? Don't worry. No credit checks. We won't even ask for proof of ID or even a job. And we all allow this con to work. And when it comes undone, we blame somebody else. The bank was greedy and wanted your money. The politician wanted to be seen as helping you live your dream house all the way down the line. And best of all, I'm really just a big kid. I'm not really responsible. They are. So the lie gets bigger and bigger, and so does the infection. If I have a heart attack, it'd be easy for my family to blame the doctor. But you know... I know what the cause of my heart attack is. Me and my unwillingness to live in reality. That exercise is needed. And that we're blessed, blessed to live at a time where food is so plentiful. So now we have to do something that goes against human nature. Don't eat food when it's available. Because it's available now, in an hour from now, tomorrow, next week, and God willing, for the rest of our lives. It's time we face self-evident truths. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Simply safe. You know, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security line. That's almost an hour, and it's for a reason. Because... Burglar alarms, when they go off, most of the time, it's a mistake. Most of the time, it's somebody opening up a door or window, and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I set the burglar alarm. That happens all the time. Simply Safe, however, has video verification technology. Now, that helps the police get to the scene three and a half times faster. Simply Safe can visually confirm that break ins are happening and let the police know that makes their response time go from 45 minutes to seven minutes simply safe they make it all easy for you no contract no hidden fees no fine print around the clock monitoring 15 bucks a month simply safe has a huge deal going on right now you go to simplysafebeck.com you get a free hd security camera when you order that's a hundred dollar value have homes uh, have eyes on your home 24 7 
video evidence if somebody tries to get in and the police there in seven minutes. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now. SimplySafeBeck.com. Had a crazy idea. We're going to try it tonight on TV. Glenn is going to be on the show. It's yeah. a crazy one. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I, I, well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do it. Check it out tonight at 5 Eastern. Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tacovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tacovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tacovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tacovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tacovis.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. Hey, welcome to the program. Uh, glad you're here. Uh, Glenn Beck finally on the Glenn Beck program, which is a kind Yay! of a unique uh, turn of events. Uh, Pat is uh, here with us to talk about to talk about the suicide. <laughs> wink, wink. What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. Look, Nothing. They did an autopsy over the weekend. Yeah. And they have determined that they can't determine the cause of death yet. Of course. I mean, why wait, would an autopsy wait, determine wait, the cause wait, of death? Wait, you've done an <laughs> autopsy on a guy who had to have hung himself, right? I mean, what yeah. else could he have done? Yeah. You can't determine the cause of death? Come on. Now, what I heard was that they're releasing it with the FBI report. So it's not just they well, just I, they, I know they can't I listened, determine it. Just, I listened to the was it daily or I listened to I listened to a couple of things from the left every morning. So mm-hmm. this may be came from maybe NPR. This came from NPR. Mm-hmm. That the autopsy was performed and they have... Uh, can't not, determine. Can't determine the cause of death. <laughs> well, yet. Yet. I, yet. I, I, I couldn't I mean, help but notice this was a guy who was on suicide watch. Yeah. But had been taken off of it. Uh, they do have monitors to see what's going on in his cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they were all pointed outside the cells. I mean, that's where all the action is, mm-hmm. right? Is just outside of the jail cell. Mm. The guards were supposed to be checking on him every 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but didn't. Mm-hmm. They were just too tired. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed <laughs> to be wearing a suicide-proof jacket, but wasn't. <laughs> so what a, what a bunch of amazing coincidences those are. I mean, and then the guy just happened to conveniently hang himself when there's nothing to hang yourself from, apparently, in those cells. <laughs> it's just weird. Well, uh, we all know Hillary Clinton was there. Yes. Hillary was there. Well, she was in the bottom bunk. Yeah, really. Yeah, she was in the bottom bunk. That has oh. was that on NPR too? Because I haven't heard. Uh, that I don't know which one that was <laughs> on. Okay, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she was in the bottom bunk. Pretty sure. Well, they've Pretty only sure. been able to get to somewhere between forty and four hundred people so far. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they can get to Jeffrey Epstein. Well, what do you think want. of this theory that Sandy <laughs> Berger, even though he's dead, somehow or another got in and was trying to smuggle uh-huh. Jeffrey Epstein out in his underpants <laughs> and. And, and Epstein instead, just was he, 
I mean, you would smother to death in the mm. underpants. Well, he mm. would commit suicide if if stuck in the underpants of Sandy Berger, I would assume, especially right now. We don't know that. Mm. We don't know that. Mm. Well, there's not a lot of room there with all the documents Sandy had in there. I don't don't know how he fit. Right. You know, people wonder why there is a conspiracy theory on this one. Oh, Oh, come on. I don't know. This is what Come happens on. when you constantly lie to the American people. Yeah, incompetence yeah. is the is the are the parents of most conspiracy theories, yes. right? So yes. I mean, we don't know what happened here. No, obviously, no idea. It's funny though the the media is blaming the right for like jumping to these conspiracy theories, and part of this is because Trump did the retweet thing. But the left has had conspiracy theories on oh. this going on forever. They just said three weeks ago the guy was uh, was likely on a hit list. Well. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't think that, who that is possible? Right. You have a guy who everyone is saying, do you know everyone, including the Pope, had right. sex <laughs> with people that he lined up? Of course, there's a million people right. that want this and, guy dead. By the way, we haven't seen the Pope's name yet on any no, of yet, flight logs. Yet, so. yet. <laughs> but, I mean, you have not only uh, people like Clinton and, and a lot of figures on the left, you also have uh, Trump. Right. He's yeah. also been thrown into this yeah, by the John left. Glenn. Theories. Yeah, you have John Glenn. You have also multiple billionaires, mm-hmm. not non necessarily not partisan figures. Quite a few but... women are on this list. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, it's wait, a weird what? Yeah, there's a lot of women on that that have been on these flight logs. Right. And that's and yeah. that's part of this which is like just because you went on one of these doesn't mean that you you raped young girls it it doesn't but there's an like bill richardson former governor of uh of new mexico and former presidential candidate he is thought to have had sex you know what's so funny is that each side is like well bill richardson of course of course he was in with the clintons (laughs) each side is doing this you know you hear somebody like alan dershowitz of course course. he was with trump of course of course I mean, we don't. There, do we need? Do we need a trial? Do we need anything? No, it's already really? been done. It's, it's done. Just, yeah, it's, it's it's done. We just know our side is clean. Their side is dirty. Didn't Dershowitz already sort of disprove that he had anything? Oh, to did do you with not anything? hear? Two weeks ago, we had him on for an hour. Yeah. Oh, you have to listen to it. It's un. I, I think I heard part of that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There's never been a. I've never heard a guy more absolutely clear. Yeah. And say, look, I'll show you my diary. I'll, I'll answer any question. I'll show you all the evidence. I'm not where they say I, I oh, was. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's really he's either the ballsiest liar in the world mm-hmm. or he's absolutely innocent. And he said he's going to come down and do a podcast with Glenn mm-hmm. and bring the evidence. Yeah. And show. Oh, you that's awesome. Yeah. He said, I'll show you the diaries. I'll show you the oh, calendars. I'll show you everything. That's great. He's like, I've got it all. And apparently, so did so did Epstein. Apparently, he's got really extensive diaries, and nobody wanted him to talk. I, it is not a really big stretch to it's think not, that somebody we, killed him. Come on, it's not a big stretch. When there is a mobster in jail, and you know that uh, yeah. you know fingers uh, fingers Malone is also in there in the cell next to him. Mm-hmm. You're not when every Godfather wants that guy dead. No one is surprised by it. Right. Why is it we have these Godfather-like power figures and we think that it's unreasonable that one of them, one of them wanted this guy dead? 
And by the way, it's possible it's not the Clintons. It's somebody else on this list that it's didn't want their name. It's possible it's not the Clintons. I love that. <laughs> hey, hell, I just, let's keep an open mind. It is possible it's that possible. it's not the Clintons. Right. It's called fair and balanced, guys. <laughs> Thank you. report, you decide. <laughs> Thank you. <Okay? laughs> That's where we are. That's so crazy. Well, I mean, it, you know, and it is, right, like you would totally think this in a mobster case you would absolutely mm-hmm. you would immediately go to not to mention the whole uh, you know uh, child molester in prison thing doesn't usually yeah. turn out well for no, anybody right but in addition to this you have if if there's a conspiracy theory i mean trump has some power here right yeah he's president of the united states yes. he's got some investigative uh, power here with these organizations and maybe they'll find something i mean i think it's probably best to wait for the evidence and see what actually happened no before. it's way more fun to speculate right now <laughs> right Isn't now it? yeah it is. I, Seriously. I, i'm enjoying the speculation yeah I, on both sides because who knows i don't know i mean these are really powerful people it's probably more likely that these people would kill somebody in jail than even the mobsters this is really bad They're worse. this is really bad i was just talking about what the infection is in the united states here's here's an example of it yeah nobody thinks right. i don't care who you thought whether you thought it was trump or clinton you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter Right. The majority of people think something's fishy and we'll oh. never get to the truth. Uh, that- I bet the vast majority of people, the vast majority. I haven't seen a poll yet, but when it comes out, I'll bet everybody thinks. You'll never. This will always be. He was yeah. killed by somebody. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's part of the sickness. That is part of the sickness. And it comes from. Remember, I did that monologue back in like 2004 about uh, conspiracy theories. And said, as long as people continue to lie and cover things up, mm-hmm. you will have conspiracy theories. And the more lies, the more cover-ups, the more people will start to believe in conspiracy theories. So, and it doesn't have to be a lie or a cover-up on anything important. It's if they're covering up these little things, you don't think they're going to cover up this? That's the problem. Yeah. There may, there may not be any cover-up. This may be completely, exactly as reported. But most Americans will not believe it. And it's because we don't have trust. We don't have trust in the FBI anymore. We don't have trust in uh, the justice system. We don't have trust in the jail system. We don't have mm-hmm. trust in the politicians. We don't have, as I'm talking, a blanket statement. We don't believe anything if it at all touches politics. We don't believe it. Yeah. How are you going to fix How a country like that? I mean, like you, you laid this out at the beginning of this, Pat, with all the coincidences. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget that. Let's just say it's all real, right? Yeah. Uh, th- at the very best, incompetence is what breeds these things. Why do you believe <clears throat> that? Why do people believe these conspiracy theories? It's because it's almost inexplicable incompetence. How on earth? This is a guy who already tried to kill himself like last week. Yeah. What do you mean he's off of suicide watch? What do you mean they're not it checking? Make what any do you sense. mean none of it makes he's any not sense. wearing the jacket? What do you? Like, and none we've of that been makes lied sense. to so many times. Yeah, that we so, just don't yeah. believe this yeah. stuff. It's now. totally the other, understandable. The other thing that former uh, inmates there are saying is there's nothing to hang yourself from. Yeah, there's nothing in the ceiling that you can dangle from. There, the bed is not such that you could hang yourself from it. There's no doorknobs. You, uh, it's apparently virtually impossible to hang yourself. Yeah, there's a the Ben Mesrick's latest book is about the Bitcoin billionaires, um, and they focus on Charlie Shrem uh, 
quite a bit, who was one of the very early people in Bitcoin, who you know was mm-hmm. in charge of one of the first Bitcoin exchanges and everything else. He eventually mm-hmm. got in trouble because he was approving transactions that were going to Silk Road. Uh, mm. And this is going so mm. going back in the, in the old days. He went to prison. He went to this prison. He spent time in this prison. He's like, they don't miss anything there. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they could have missed yeah. something like this. They don't miss anything. And this guy's not Jeffrey Epstein. He's he just a said it was guy. impossible. Wasn't, maybe that's the same guy I'm, I, I read about. He's, yeah. One of these inmates, former inmates, said it's just impossible to kill yourself. Virtually impossible in this cell. So I'm glad you said virtually. Virtually. Because <laughs> because obviously he did. <laughs> yeah. so, he obviously found <laughs> a way. really a talented he suicider. Found a way. Yeah, he did. You know that's American ingenuity for yes. you. <laughs> and I for one. Well, this is a guy who was pretty innovative. If you read those Miami yes. Herald stories, yeah. Uh, yes. he, he, yeah, when he yeah. wants it, he has a goal. He, he worked really finds hard a way to get it done. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about. Uh, Tacovas, I noticed you're wearing the Great, shirt Tecovas. they sent you. Got, and the, got the boots. Got the boots. Have you tried on their je- jeans yet? Did you guys I'm get the jeans? Right I'm wearing them right now, Glenn. I am too. They're great. This was not planned. I think you guys were planned because you, yeah. uh, you, you know, they sent you a nice little gift mm-hmm. uh, on Friday. Very mm-hmm. nice. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm wearing the boots. I'm wearing the uh, Tacovas jeans. They're great, great jeans. Yeah, they're really comfortable. Uh, really, they're great. So the shirts and made a really nice. Yeah, the t-shirt has that perfect, that perfect great. t-shirt material. Yeah, love it. Mm. Uh, I, I'm very big fan. Big fan. Nothing of better. Service. Yeah, uh, and their boots are made to fit you. They're made to fit you right out of the box. Uh, they're really, really comfortable. They even come in my size, which is wow, double E <laughs> for extra, extra wide. Uh, they're really, really comfortable stuff from Tecovis. Uh, if you want to order and you want to have some, I mean, these are, this is high quality stuff for about half the price. Uh, you can order at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tecovis.com slash Beck. You see it on Pat's t-shirt right there. Tecovis. Tecovis.com. Uh, get your boots. Get. I mean, it's a way of life. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get all of the stuff that you really enjoy wearing. You can get it at Tecovis. Tecovis boots at tecovis.com slash Beck. We go to uh, Debbie. Hello, Debbie. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Mr. Beck, Mr. Yeah. Beck, you made me cry this morning. <laughs> I am a child of the Iron Rand Doctrine, and my dad always told me, and anybody who'd listen, my children are taught what to think, how to think, not what to think. Amen. Amen. And I just, I love your program. And Thank our 15 year old son is raised that way. And I uh, just wanted to take a minute and. Thanks for making me cry. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> well, not my intention, but thank you very much, Debbie. I appreciate it. Uh, it's uh it's good to be back. It's I was in, um, I was in Australia uh, and I'll talk about this coming up in, in a little while. Um, we reunited through the Nazarene Fund, this family. And uh, wow, does nothing else mean anything after that? You know, it's one of, those, one of those moments in your life where you're like, what are we doing with our lives? Uh, but I, I learned a lot about the sickness, <laughs> honestly, of America. And... And how to, uh, when, when you are on the other side of the planet and you're at a place like uh, Australia that has 21 million people in the entire continent, 21, 
You go to Sydney, and I don't know. I always thought Sydney was this gigantic place. It's really not. It's like the size of Pittsburgh. Um, it's about three million people, and then there's no. I mean, there's nothing. You get out of the city and, and the immediate suburbs, and there's nothing for hundreds of miles. Uh, and you, you. It was like walking into my hometown of Mount Vernon, Washington, in about 1970. It was, there was no one, there wasn't a single restaurant, bar, airport, any place that I walked into or around that had a television on, or if that television was on, there was no place that had news on. If it had a television and it was on, it was on sports. And it's different. You kind of you notice the uh, the air is cleaner. The uh, the tension is down and we are all focused right now on the things that we're not that which you gaze upon you become. We are gazing upon the news and what politicians are setting for us every day. And we think that's who we are, but that's not who we are. There is nothing unique, truly, uh, that is, oh man, I hate saying this because I really liked Australia, Um, but there was nothing unique that would make me go, oh, you've got to fly to the other side of the planet to see this place. Oh, no, seriously, you've got to get to the other side of the planet uh, because why? Why? The Opera House, which is really cool, by the way. Cooler than any of the pictures, but not worth turning your body clock upside down to see. So, what are we doing? We live in the greatest country in the world. We have, the land here is unbelievable. The, the wealth of nature is unbelievable here. The people are good and kind. We're diverse. What the hell is wrong with us? Stop listening to the lies. This just, it's not who we are. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Well, hello, America. It's been a while since we've had a chance to chat. And some things have been building up. Mainly about guns. And these white supremacists that are everywhere. And these red flag laws. Oh, we've got to do that. It's common sense, you know. Actually, it's not. And I'd like to talk to you about some common sense things in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're in the thick of summer. Uh, I, was just, I just got back from Australia. Wow. Wow. There's one trip not worth taking just because it's not worth the body clock damage. <laughs> I just, I, my son and I went and we were like, what time is it? It's only noon. Shut up. But the opera house is very nice. Uh, The people are very nice. But anyway, it's winter there. Uh, And I just posted some, uh, just posted a video uh, on Facebook of kangaroos in the snow in uh, Australia today. Did I get to see that? No, no. 
Did I get to see a kangaroo? Yeah, I went to a zoo. I can see a kangaroo in the zoo here. <laughs> I don't need to go to the other side of the planet to see a kangaroo in a zoo. I want them by the highway. I want them at the breakfast table. I want to see a co- kangaroo and a koala in real life. I did see one dead on the side of the highway, which made me very sad. But at least I saw one. <laughs> Anyway, we're in the thick of summer here, and that means the days are getting longer and things are starting to heat up. Here in Texas, it's about, what, 1,500 degrees? They say steel doesn't melt. I believe in Texas we're going to put that to the test. It is so freaking hot here. Blinds, really, really a good idea. Uh, that happens in the winter and in the summer, which we seem to get just the extremes of both. Do I sound bitter? No, it's just that I didn't see a kangaroo. Anyway, if you're looking to update the look of your house, you're looking to save money, keep your house cool, keep your house warm in the in the winter. You can get free de- online design consultations, free shipping, 100 percent satisfaction guarantee. The cheapest thing you can do to change the look and the feel of your house and the temperature of your house is blinds. Blinds Blinds.com. Head there right now and you'll get site-wide savings. Plus, you'll save an extra $20 on top of that with promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com. Get an extra 20% off with promo code BECK. Blinds.com. Promo code BECK. Well, I was interested to see uh, that um, the Republicans have not changed. You know, when I went to Australia, and I'll be posting this critical scientific information later, my son and I, we took a video of the water draining into the drain And we didn't use the toilet because, you know, the toilet can actually force water one way or the other. So that's not real scientific. you got to put it in a drain, in a still sink. And does it go the other way around? I don't know. Because neither of us could remember which way it went when, you know, we were on this (laughs) side of the planet. So we have no idea. But there are some things that are true. And Republicans... Selling out every principle that is enshrined in the Constitution in the Bill of Rights, that never changes. They'll do it every time. Congratulations, Republican Party, for when you really need to take a stand, when you can use facts. Don't use facts. Don't do it. Run for cover. Run for those popularity points. Screw God-given rights. This red flag idea, oh, this is brilliant. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but there isn't a single thing you have to have checked in your background if you go buy a gun. You could be a two-year-old child and buy a fully automatic 50 caliber weapon today. No background checks are needed. Unless that's exactly untrue. Unless that's exactly the opposite of what actually happens in America. But don't let that bother you if you're a Republican. No, no, no. Take the bait. Go with the red flag laws. So, you know, if you voted for the Republicans, this is the beginning of the end of the Second Amendment. The red flag laws are the worst thing that could happen. First, it's 
It's family members who say someone needs to take their guns away without due process. Well, isn't due process the thing that, you know, we were all around? Uh, we're all about? Isn't that isn't due process the thing that separates us from those countries that just kick down doors in the middle of the night? So legal gun owners can have somebody say, you know, uh, let me tell you something. Let's say you have family members in, oh, I don't know, Portland. Are you even talking to your neighbors in Portland or your family members in Portland? Are they even talking to you now? They have Trump derangement syndrome so deeply. They hate the fact that you even own guns in the first place. They hate the fact that you have them. They hate the fact that you don't think like them. You are one immigration argument away from them calling the feds and saying you shouldn't be allowed to own guns and should have them taken away. That's how that, that's what we're really talking about. And if they're keeping list of who they think are dangerous and you have a justice Democrat in the White House, guess who's going to be on that list? Oh, I don't know. All of us. Oh, and the best part is. Once you have some cat lady, you know, shirt tail relative who drops a dime because they hate that you support Donald Trump. Guess who's never going to be able to buy a gun again? Question six on the new background check asks if there's ever been a determination by a court, board, commission or other lawful authority say that you shouldn't have a gun. You'll have to check that for the rest of your life because of the cat lady. Because someone didn't like the way you voted. Because someone who you're now divorced from, somebody in the other family that really is pissed off at you, somebody who just doesn't like the fact that you went off on immigration at Thanksgiving dinner can now call and you will never be able to have a gun again. Thank you, GOP. If you support the red flag laws... And you're a member of the GOP. I can't think of a bigger betrayal of the U.S. Constitution. It will literally allow the same people who kick us off of Facebook and Twitter for our beliefs, allow them to confiscate your guns. That's what the GOP is considering. The president, if he endorses this, will lose the election and not because people are not going to vote for him but because people who actually believe in the constitution will say i i mean i don't know i guess i'll vote for him because who am i going to vote for i'm going to vote for that person they're crazy but the passion will not be there and once the passion is gone he loses the election if you just want to boil this down to politics, the worst thing the GOP can do is further this kind of legislation. And by the way, it is precisely because you believe that you have the right to deprive me of my property against my will that the Second Amendment exists in the first place. 
Because you think you have the right to tell me what to do. That's the reason this was written in the first place. The argument for banning and taking away guns is the perfect demonstration on why the government is strictly prohibited in doing so. It's also the reason you're supposed to never be able to do it. If you believe you have the right to take away someone else's right, your argument has no merit. If you're arguing for it, you've made the entire case for the absolute need for the very thing that you're railing against. So why argue? All you have to do is simply say, no, the Constitution prohibits this. You don't get to you don't get to take away anybody's guns. You don't get away. Take away anybody's rights. It's not up to you. No human being has any inherent right to take away someone's right to defend themselves. And what you're talking about is your right to initiate the use of force against another human being to take away their right. No matter what social problem you believe you're solving, what equation you're trying to balance, if you're on the side of an argument that must necessarily initiate the use of violence against another person or group for its success, you've come up short in your philosophical evaluation. Because it relies on the immoral action for its execution. Well, you you would rise up against Yes, of course I would rise up against you. You're taking away someone's right even if I didn't own guns. I would be against you. Well, the law. Well, okay, wait a minute. Hang on. Let let's can we just talk about the law here for a second? It doesn't matter what the law says when it comes down to right and wrong, at least in America. Let's say, let's say America, for some reason, the law decides that, you know, a woman can be raped by her husband at any time. She has no right to ever say no. Well, if that's what they pass in Congress, if that's what the Supreme Court says is legal, do we just all go along with it? Do we all just say, oh, okay. Well, we'd never do that. Really? We'd never do that? Because I don't know if you know this in our history. The Supreme Court said one group of people could enslave another group of people. So it's not beyond us. And if you're saying that it's white supremacy right now that is driving all of this madness. Well, gee, then aren't we on the road back to slavery? Because I've heard Joe Biden said, you know, they just want to throw you all back in chains. That's a quote. So aren't we on the road back to insanity? Wouldn't the laws that we have, the Constitution that protects everyone's right to be free, wouldn't that become more important? Because I don't know about you, but just because, just because the law says something doesn't mean that it's right. I would stand against the law to enslave another person. I would stand against a law that would say a a wife has to submit to her husband at any time. 
I would stand against those laws, and I would stand against the law that's, that says a human being does not have a right to use everything in his power or her power to defend themselves. Guns, are, guns stop rape all the time in America. Guns stop rape. Women use a gun because they are physically, well, I, I dare not say this, unless we want to talk about those new girls that are identifying as girls who are now on sporting teams who are crushing the girls in girls' sports because they identify as girls. Stop with this. It's not science. It's not real. It doesn't make any sense. Because women are built differently than men, men can overpower them. That's why a lot of women carry guns. And it's wise. If you're a woman who is a target or in danger, or you just don't feel safe, if you are a responsible gun owner and you know how to use it, look, if you don't know how to use it, it's most likely going to be turned against you. But if you have confidence and you know what you're doing with that gun, believe me, nobody's going to be raping you. You're going to take that right away from my daughter? You're going to take that right away from somebody's wife? Somebody else's daughter? I don't think so. And I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I don't care what any executive order says. I know what the first or the second amendment says. And the first amendment gives me the right to defend it. And the second amendment gives me the right to defend it even stronger. That's why it's in the Constitution. The Constitution was written, and then everybody got together and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There are going to be some dumbass politicians that are going to be coming down the line, and they're going to try to change this and turn us all upside down. And so the politicians at the time said, no, 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 that's insane. We're never going to do that. Really? Then why don't you write them down? Here's 10 things that you need to write down. And so they did. Oh, the Founding Fathers, they could have never seen what was coming. Really? Because it seems like they saw this one coming. That's why they wrote it down. Screw your scourge to the sticking place, to quote Shakespeare. Now is the time. You either believe in the Second Amendment and in the Constitution, or you don't. We know the GOP does not. Send them the message, and send the White House the message. You do believe in the Second Amendment. And you will remember those who either stood for the Constitution or failed to do so. Back in a minute. All right. Let me talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, VPN. So... If you're traveling anywhere outside of the United States and you don't have a VPN, you will get a message that says, sorry, your Netflix account can't be accessed. Why? I'm an American. I want to watch something on this 500-hour airplane ride. (laughs) But if you have a VPN, not a problem. Unless... Qantas doesn't believe in Wi-Fi on a 15-hour flight to hell. But don't worry about that. 
I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, if you have a VPN, you can access your, your Netflix or your Amazon or whatever. More importantly, a VPN, a virtual private network, um, disguises where you are. It, it, it doesn't allow anybody, including Facebook or Google or anybody else, to actually track where you are and what you're doing, what you're looking at. I don't want people gathering data on me. I don't want it. So do you have Norton VPN service, virtual private network from Norton? Norton is a name that we have all come to trust with security. Right now, for about three bucks, you can get it uh, three bucks a month for a year at Norton Security at Norton.com slash VPN. Do it now. Norton.com slash VPN. We break for 10 seconds station ID. So what else did I miss uh, while I was gone? You know, the, the country going to hell. Uh, but it's been going to hell for quite a while. Well, I think you've missed some things on the whole gun issue. I, don't, I mean, you're, you're missing you're missing maybe the most important points. Oh, you really? Yeah. Like a close advisor to Mitch McConnell, Scott Jennings, mm-hmm. said that he spoke with the leader this week and encouraged him to pursue a background check bill. And, you know, you talked about the Constitution, people's God-given rights. But listen to this argument. I think we've reached a tipping point. The polling clearly supports that notion. So if you ha- if you take that into account, then how do you feel about it? Because I think that's mm. something you just completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And he said, as long as the president is mm. going to be for something, I think there will be momentum for it in the party, which mm. is really shows leadership. I think if you can just, I always w- want to elect senators that will be leaders enough to be able to take the direction from the president, no matter which direction he goes in and follow it. That's the sort of leadership I want out of my because really? I was looking for somebody who wanted to protect and defend the Constitution of the United <laughs> States of America. That's, a, that's, that's all I wanted. Uh, you're, are, you, are you even speaking English? No, I, I'm not. I don't even no, understand. I'm not. No, I'm not. It's fascinating because there is serious momentum. I mean, we go back to, you know, Trump has signaled support for this sort of thing before. And every time it's happened, his supporters, his people... People who love him, people who think he's doing a great job as president, rise up and say, Mr. President, we know this might not, you know, you might not be, you don't have the same background as us. You might not be from Michigan. You know, you might not be from uh, from uh, rural Pennsylvania where guns are really important to us and the Second Amendment's really important to us. I understand that. But this is a big issue. You can't cross this line. Please don't cross this line. We heard that from nonstop callers while you were gone. We've seen it all over social media. And he's going down this road. Every other time this has happened, he has backed off because... People in this audience, people in conservative circles, supporters of Donald Trump have, have told him, please don't do this. If you don't let him know right now, they're going to go down this road. And he will lose the election. He'll lose the election not because people won't vote for him. He'll lose the election because he needs passion behind him. Mm-hmm. He needs people to be passionate. It is passion that will close any gap in the end. It is passion. And certainly the Trump campaign has been a story of passion, right? Yes. So, you know, he, maybe you don't have a, a big time Trump supporter. They're not going to go vote for freaking some crazy Democrat, obviously. Yeah. But are they campaigning for him? Are they donating? Are they out there making phone calls in that last week? That, are they that's a, motivated to go out in the rain yeah, in November? Exactly. I mean, it's that kind of it, this is this is why Hillary Clinton lost. Mm-hmm. It's not because they wanted to vote for Donald Trump It's because they didn't really care about her 
Donald Trump must keep the passion. And if he passes any gun bills, I'm telling you, he's not going to have the passion behind him. It's going to hurt him in the election. Please, Mr. President, do not do it. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. Real estate agents um, I trust. These are people that are in your area that we have personally vetted for the best practices. They, they have to be great agents. They have to know your area. I mean, really know your area. They have to have experience in your area. So when you are looking for an agent, you want somebody who can price your home at the right price. Because if it's, if it's overpriced or underpriced, you lose. You need somebody who really knows that part of your town. You need somebody who knows how to negotiate, who has been doing it for a very long time with great record of success. Those are the kind of people that you're going to find at realestateagentsitrust.com. And when it comes to finding a new house, you need people that understand you and can help and really listen to you and find the right neighborhood for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now and buy or sell your house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go to blazetv.com. Use the code Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription. And tonight on Glenn TV, the return of Glenn. <laughs> Watch it. Okay, so uh, I just want to talk to you a little bit about common sense because um, I think we need a refresher course on it. I uh, saw a tweet uh, from uh, somebody named Jessica, Jessica Yanev, um, picture of, quote, her, uh, standing in front of a uh, pool that said, my period started, so yeah, I couldn't go in the pool, but it was so much fun. Forgot my tampons in my other bag. Okay, if you're a female, you know this is not a female because no female that I have ever heard ever at any time says, oh, I got my period. It was so much fun. Never have I ever heard that. I don't think that's ever been spoken by any woman, even Eve, the very first woman. She certainly didn't look down and go, I'm bleeding. This is so much fun. It's never been uttered by a woman. This is not a woman. Let's just be very clear. You can't have a period because you don't have the ovaries and all the other junk that goes along with it. Ovaries are a state of mind. Yeah. Glenn. No, they're not. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, they're not. Here's here's the other piece of common sense I'd like to share with you. Uh, this is a uh, <laughs> people on the right would call her a radical feminist. I want you to hear what she's proposing. We need to kill all men. Mm -hmm. I am sick of being a baby factory that Mm -hmm. produces more men that will just, in the future, subjugate me. Right. So the only answer to that is to kill male babies and um, just kill any man that you see. Like any man that you see. Anybody, just kill them. Because... Right. Um... We want the species uh-huh. to go on. Oh, we but do. But we want it only to go this on with real. women in it. So right. That's what we have to do. That's the only way to keep okay. the human race going. Okay, I'm. I'm hoping this is a, this is some sort of a spoof. I'm. I'm hoping. 
I do I have confidence in that? Nope. 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 How many people could actually watch that and go, damn right. We want the species to go on. We got to get rid of all the males. Uh, no, really, you can't. No. Mm-mm. See, now I want to tell you that I'm going to tell you something that's not going to be very popular, but what the hell? Um, this is a sickness. This is a deep, deep sickness. And it is running through our society. And most of us have it. In some form or another, we have it. We, we have it because um, at some point in our lives, we just think, oh, well, it doesn't really apply to me. Common sense, the, the eternal truths, they don't apply to me. I can live my life this way, and it's okay for me. But you're denying science. You're, des- you're denying history. You're, e- you're even denying that you're an animal. You're denying the truth because what you want is what I want to be true. But fundamental truths are still self-evident no matter how much dirt you kick over them. You just choose not to believe in them. When crap happens, it's because gravity. It's because of some sort of eternal truth. It isn't the fault of the principles. It's the fault of each of us who choose to live a life of convenient and easy lives. Yep, I'm identifying as a female, so you have to call me a female. Dude, you're not a chick. Period. Oh, that was a pun. It isn't a coincidence that shootings are on the rise at the same time we are being taught not to trust each other. It's not a coincidence that shootings are happening more and more at a time when we're blaming one another more and more and refusing to listen to the other side without without claiming at all that, you know, they're humans. I should listen to them because they're a human and they have a right. No, no, no. No, those who we disagree with, they're the problem. They're to blame. Or worse yet, they're not even people. We're living in an us versus them culture right now. And one way or another, each of us, each of us have played a role. But because winning is all that matters anymore, and vengeance now belongs to us and not to God, we'll only see more killings with guns, with knives, with acid, with Tupperware, whatever it is, you'd take everything around. We'll kill each other with fingers and fingernails. It'll happen. We'll kill each other with rocks. Well, we should ban all rocks. It's the poison that is flowing freely in our society right now. It's the lack of faith. It's two political parties that gain when we together lose. It's never-ending war. It's name-calling. It's race-baiting. It's lack of common values. It's lack of principles. It's a lack of even an agreed-upon story We are a country now without a story that unifies us. We just left a country that 
that everybody that went there. I could I could walk up to anybody who was from there and say, oh, are you originally from Australia? Yeah, three generations. Really? What crime did your parent do? Your grandparent do? What what was what was their crime that was so hideous that they sent you to this godforsaken rock? They're all walking around. They're they're fine. They're not killing each other. Why? Why do they have problems? Yeah. Yeah, they have problems. Do they have shootings? Yeah. Do they have stabbings? Yeah. They have people strangling each other? Yep, they do. Why? Human. Why is it why is it that people who were all criminals can be happy with a godforsaken snake, poisonous jellyfish, giant crocodiles? Uh, huge great white sharks just off of the the shoreline and spiders the biggest as big as your head how can those be people be cool with where their great grandparents were sent as a punishment how is that possible we can't i mean because have you seen what they've done with the place not much they haven't done much with it How come they can do it? We can't. Because they've agreed upon their story. And they know that their story is written by them, not by people long gone in the past. They are the ones. They control their story. I control and I write my story. It's a blank page. Nobody's writing it in unless I allow them to write my story. Unless I allow someone else to tell me who I am, what I believe, what I do, and what I did. No, I write that story. Get your hands off of that piece of paper. That's my life. Not yours and certainly not the past. Not my parents, not my grandparents, not my great, 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 great grandparent. Mine. There's a poison. Self-imposed ignorance, Facebook, texting, Twitter. I mean, just think of this. Facebook, Google phones texting this is the largest lab experiment ever done on humankind ever if this were done in a laboratory we would all be up in arms saying wait a minute you don't know the effects of what that's going to mean to those kids how could you possibly do it well look they're gaining all of these benefits who are you to play god and experiment on these people This is the greatest experiment ever done. And when there's a shooting, nobody ever says, well, I don't know. We're all lab rats right now. I mean, could anything in social media have anything to do with anything? We all seem to be really pissed off about stuff that we weren't pissed off about before. Technology, both good and evil. It's what you do with it. Social media, both good and evil. It's what you do with it. And by the way, we're not doing a lot of great things with it right now. I don't know if you've noticed. The talk of banning guns is like a doctor saying to you, you know, you're riddled with cancer. Here's a Band-Aid. May I suggest that we all stop looking for an easy cure? 
and especially one that is proposed by the same people who said they could fix our health care, make it cheaper and save us all twenty five hundred dollars a year. When the price has gone up 400% on their fix. I don't know if I trust these guys to fix anything else. That, by the way, is not to blame the Democrats. Because the Republicans refuse to offer any real diagnosis, let alone a plan, when it comes to health care or anything else. But here's the point on that. Can we stop demanding those kinds of answers from Washington? No, I'm sorry. We're not actually demanding it. We're just demanding that they do something. Do something. May I be bold enough to suggest that maybe we are the ones that should do something? And the first thing we should do is shut our fat mouth talking to the people in Washington? They don't have an answer. You know who does? Our neighbors, our children, ourselves. Maybe once in a while we should demand that we do something. But unfortunately, that something or some things are not ever popular with us. The thing that really is truly causing the hole inside of our society. That's the problem. There is something missing in each of us. And because we don't want to take responsibility, we don't want to demand of ourselves We'll demand it for everybody else. We'll look at somebody else and go, look at the hole on that person, huh? Boy, how come they can't see that? We fill those holes with tech, with porn, with drugs, with booze, with anger, with self-righteousness. Everybody's got a hole in them. And everybody is filling it with something. I might be filling it with booze or drugs, and you're filling it with anger and and politics and self-righteousness. Maybe it's flipped. I don't know. But we're all doing the same thing. And if it's not that, it's a thousand other things that we're turning on. We're turning to whatever it is will fill that hole and make us feel like there's a point. Perhaps, perhaps we should just dust off those simple, true principles that we all found dull, outdated, lacking in vision or uplift and apply them once again. Perhaps it is, it will be as easy as just remembering that if you are suffering from something, if there is something that is really bad in your life, maybe just the simple act of remembering that there is someone that will cross paths with you that is perhaps suffering more than you and concentrating on their suffering will actually lead to a decrease of your suffering. But I'll tell you this, if we fail to return to common wisdom, time-honored truths, the truths that we found self-evident so long ago, the shootings, the bombings, the Nazis, the white supremacists, the black supremacists, Antifa, all of this is going to continue to grow. Until the few that are left at that time will recognize the truth. That the more things change, the more they stay the same. That love, compassion, and truth are the only things that set us free. 
You can claim you're having your period at the pool all you want, but that will not set you free because that is not the truth. Back in a minute. U.S. credit card debt has hit a 25-year high. We're, um, we're now paying higher interest rates on credit card balances than we have in more than 25 years. The Fed rate cut, no guarantee that you're going to receive much, if any, uh, relief. So what do you do if you're battling the credit card debt? Well, if you're a homeowner, may I strongly suggest American Financing. In 10 minutes, you can learn how your home equity can help you get out of debt faster. You could be looking at $1,000 or more in monthly savings, and you might even qualify for a mortgage, a lower mortgage rate. So now is the time to get into your new home because interest rates are still extremely low, making new mortgage payments affordable, and in many cases, in making them less than a rent payment. American Financing, they have you covered coast to coast with salary-based mortgage consultants who work for you and not the bank. That's American Financing. That's why they're the only mortgage company I've ever endorsed. I trust that they are looking out for my best interests when I use them and your best interests when you use them. American Financing. Call them now at 800-906-2440. It's 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm still just uh, struggling uh, to get my arms around uh, Epstein's death. came as such a shock, such a shock that that guy might end up dead in prison. Can we at least have a, a moment of silence, though, to mourn his loss? Okay, we're done. That was good. That, <laughs> yeah, it was, was a lo- I felt it was a passionate moment of silence. I the entire too. audience was I there with too. us. I did, too. It and was uh, really sad he's unbelievable. gone. Unbelievable. What an incredible addition mm. to the humankind. Yeah. Yeah. Missing him and Jeffrey Dahmer as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Miss him. I'm glad, miss you, brought him. <laughs> glad you brought that Another up. Another guy who I'm sure committed suicide. Oh, sure. So shocked, shocked on Saturday morning to find out that Jeffrey Epstein died. Here's what I was here's what I was shocked about. That officials were shocked. That that it was a suicide. That's what shocked me. It's a suicide? Really? I thought the guy would be shivved. From a million different angles, I thought he would be shivved. Really? A suicide. Hmm. We'll get into that. Also, the uh, red flags. I want to thank the Republicans for standing so firm like jellyfish with the uh, Constitution of the United States. And perspective in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So have you seen uh, gold prices? They're on a bull run. Sparked by lower interest rates and monetary uh, policy easing, uh, easing that analysts deem, you know, ideal for gold. Why? Oh, I don't know. You decide to print more and give more money away and make things easier. I don't know. It usually leads to 
big trouble. I want you to call and uh, and talk to Goldline about what they have as a real cure for the cancer of uh, inflation and hyperinflation, and that is gold. Call them and ask them about their legal tender bars. Several years ago, um, I wanted something that I could I could have and my children could have that they could actually carry around that could be used as verifiable money. When when things broke down in uh, New York City for 9-11, uh, cash really wasn't the thing. I mean, people were saying, here, take my watch, my Rolex watch, take me. Uh, it was uh, bidding, uh, you know, for the for the highest price just to get off the island and you needed to have something of real value. And so I asked Goldline, could you make like a legal tender bar? Can you make something that's not a full ounce, but something that is marked so you know that it's, you know, a really gold, et cetera, et cetera. And they went to um, went to Canada and they had the mint make these legal tender bars. They are just they're unbelievable and you can carry them and they're I think they're tenth of an ounce and you can carry them. But they also have them in silver. It's kind of a mind your business, you know, but it was uh, they're they're marked now um, with MYB mind your business. Uh, that's Benjamin Franklin. That's what he put on the original coin. Just mind your business. It didn't mean like, hey, shut up. It meant like, just take care of business. Do what you're supposed to do. And I can't think of anything better than owning gold or silver as minding your business. There's a limited numbers of these MTB silver bars you need to call to get the, the exclusive mind your business bars. You can get the gold or the silver, but these, they're a very limited number of these. Goldline is the only precious metal company that I trust for myself and my family. Call Goldline today and see how easy it is to buy gold or silver at 866, that's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Read their important information, but call them right now, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So um, I just got back from Australia on uh, Saturday. Uh, and I was there for uh, a reuniting of family that you saved, that this audience uh, saved. Um, what's going on right now in the world, and no one is really talking about it, is really what it must have been like after World War II, where so many families were separated and they were spread out in so many different countries. And families didn't know if people were alive or not. That's what happened to the Yazidi and Christian community. Um, and we have we have relocated thousands of people, um, many of them to Australia uh, and the Yazidi um, community that we have relocated is in a small town called Toowoomba, which I would move to in a heartbeat. Uh, it was a small little town that was like walking into. I don't know, my, my hometown of Mount Vernon, Washington, which I think was about 30,000 people. This is about 100,000 people, and there's nothing else around it. Um, and uh, it's it still has the downtown, uh, you know, thriving. It has the biggest mall I've ever seen. It's incredible. It's right downtown, and it's this gigantic mall. And I'm thinking to myself, there's only 100,000 people, and I think they all work in the mall. Uh, I don't know how much per capita everybody needs to spend at that mall, but 
Um, uh, but it also has the downtown and it's, and it's just this really nice little town. And, uh, I went there a couple of days early to meet with, uh, about a hundred of, of the families that are having problems getting their other family members either found or reunited with them because they're in different countries. There's some of them are in Germany. Some of them are in, you know, Sweden or France. Uh, and, and some of them are still in Iraq and they can't get them out. One of them was this, this woman who was one of the slaves. And for some reason, the paperwork is just keeps getting, you know, fouled up. And so we're trying to unite them. And, and I think this is the way it was after world war two, where families were trying to put themselves back together and they didn't even know who was alive and who was dead. Um, but at that time, countries were working together. Countries aren't working together right now. Uh, and so you'll have people in other countries and they w- won't be able to cut the red tape uh, and reunite. And we reunited um, this woman named Guli, who was a slave of ISIS uh, for about two years. Everybody in her family was killed except for her and her two daughters. And... Uh, uh, she was taken away. They were tortured just horribly. Uh, and then the two daughters, because they were 12, I think 12 and 13, uh, were taken. Uh, and they were separated and they were sold off as slaves, sex slaves, over and over and over again. And it, it, it their story is just oh, remarkable um, how this, this one 12-year-old girl managed to survive and escape uh, for a year. She was, she hid in a house uh, like Anne Frank. I mean, she, they had a little place behind the, the cupboards that she would go and she would live. She was 12 years old. What she went through is remarkable. Um, but we reunited her with her mom. They both thought she was dead. And, I have to tell you, uh, if you hadn't seen your daughter since she was 12 and you thought she was dead and then she was found out to be alive and you were reuniting, what would be the, what would be the one thing on that day you would want to do when the day you're reunited? What would be the one thing that you would want to do? I just want to be with her all day. Okay. And I wouldn't want anybody around her mom. We found out the day that she was reunited. I'm standing at the airport and I'm waiting with her and she is just so sweet. She's so great. And, um, she says through interpreters, uh, she says, you have to come, you have to come to our house today. After this is all over, you have to come. And I said, no, 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 be with your daughter. And she was like, no, you, you have to come. And one of the interpreters said, uh, this is tradition. You really want to go. And, um, she made a meal for us. It took her two days to make all this food. And when you think of Yazidi food, you must, if you're like me, you're thinking yum, right? (laughs) I have no idea what Yazidi food is. She worked and worked and worked, and it was luckily really good because I told my son when we went in, I said, 
we've got to eat it no matter what it is. If it's spiders, yeah. we've got to eat it. Even if it's the Indiana Jones thing where they like, <laughs> cut open a brains. snake right. and there's monkey. Yeah, yeah it's, we yeah, got to go for it. it. Uh, and it was really good. She refused to let us go until we until she fed us. She she like for two hours we were like really really your daughter and she's like we're fine we're fine we're fine you cannot leave and the men were telling us this is like big customs you don't break this and they were so sweet and so kind and so nice and the neighbors we met the neighbors from Australia and they were kind and nice at one point because we reunited now think of this in America. Because we reunited, there were all these people, all these Yazidis that were all coming to this little teeny house on this street corner real close to town. Okay, It's like right in downtown. It's across the street from the mall. And um, it's this little teeny house. And all these Yazidi men were there. And then all of us, these white guys, were coming. The police stop the car and they get out and they approach us and they say, What's going on now i'm thinking immediately oh they think that maybe there's a bunch of you know arab looking people that don't speak english what's going on no 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 no. they stopped because they knew that there were immigrants there and they knew the family and they didn't know the whole situation or anything and then they saw a bunch of white people going in and they thought are they in trouble are they are these anybody causing trouble Meaning that you Us, guys, you were profiled. We were, you were we racially were, profiled. We were profiled. Unbelievable. We were profiled. And I got there and I was concerned about how is this community, such a small community, going to be able to adapt to, you know, these people who don't speak English? Well, I'll tell you how. When we went to meet with them in this old church, really poor, poor church, we go in and we sit down with them and we're talking the about half of them came in and they were like, hello, Mr. Beck. Hello. Uh, how are you? They were speaking English and they were proud to show that they were speaking English. We had to have this meeting like at six o'clock at night, which was, you know, like 3 a.m. to me and <laughs> begging all day. Can't we do this earlier in the day? No, because every single one of them have mandatory school for English that they must attend. They must learn English and Australian customs. And if they don't pass, they get to take it again. It's a year. They can take it again. If they don't pass, they go home. You must speak English if you're coming into Australia. And why? As the Australians told me, because they would be slaves of someone else if they didn't understand the language here. I laughed and they said, what's so funny? And I said, nothing. It's just the common sense still works here. That's humorous to me. We would never even consider that here. You racist Aussies. They didn't laugh. They didn't get that joke, but <laughs> I wonder why it's, it's uh we're going to show you the video of it. I, I did a Facebook post last week live from the airport, and there's, there was nothing like it. And you need to know that what you're doing is historic. 
what this audience has done with the Nazarene Fund is remarkable. And there is, I left there, and I said to my son, if we do nothing else in our life, nothing else in our life, our life was worth living because of this moment. I wish you could have come with me. And I wish I could take you on the thousands of stories that we are compiling every day because you donated to the Nazarene Fund, because you cared. One guy stood up in this meeting. He didn't speak any English, and he must have been about 65 years old, and he kept looking at me, and I kept smiling at him. I could just feel his heart, and uh, he kept smiling back at me, and finally he he looked at me like, can I talk to you? So I went around the corner and um, somebody else who was a friend of his was interpreting. He couldn't speak any English except hello. And he said, he started to cry and he said, I lost my brothers. I lost uh, my children. I lost my wife. I have no one left. It's just me. And he's crying and he's saying, please, Please make me a promise that you will go back to America and tell people that this isn't over. Please tell them this isn't over. I have nothing to gain. I don't want anything. I have no one in my family left. Please, my people are being wiped out. Please let them know it's not over. All right, so uh, uh, I love to, uh, you know, I, I actually, uh, you know, started to miss the things that I always took for granted. You know, there's one thing if I could, people always say, if you go back and do one thing all over again, what would you do? Uh, I would probably take care of myself more. I would, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't abuse my body as much as I did. Uh, I need relief factor now. And uh, thank God for it. It is a way to relieve inflammation to where uh, you can actually live and you can actually work through the pain. Um, I, you know, for me, at least, it doesn't get rid of all my pain, but boy, it makes it easy for me to live. Most days I have great days and it's all because of relief factor. You take it three times a day. Seventy percent of the people who take it, it works for and they continue to take it day after day, week after week, as I do relief factor just try it it's twenty dollars for the three-week quick start you just try it see if it works if it does you get your life back if it doesn't you're out 20 bucks but isn't it worth trying to find out if you're in that 70 percent that it does work because it works for me relief factor go to relieffactor.com relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com we break for 10 seconds station id so can i ask you a question about this whole australia thing yes you went and you had this situation where you, you know, this audience rescued someone who was thought to be dead, who was going to reunite with the mother mm-hmm. in the family. You mm-hmm. told the family, hey, we're going to bring her here. You're going to have this big reuniting thing. You were able to put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm just questioning, though, the way you did it. 
um, you didn't seem to utilize any of your skill as a broadcaster to increase the drama of this moment. For example, <laughs> you told them in advance. Yes. Like, did you consider at all maybe like delivering a large cake and then she jumps out? I thought about did saying, you? hey, we have news about your daughter. Bum, 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 yes. bum, 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 Like bum. long pause. She is bum, 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 bum. Not dead. Mm. You know, I and thought they, about doing that. Right. And then yeah. they have like they have this big reaction. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I want to tell you the story. Let's sit down. I want to have a quick meal. Wait. Yeah. And then. Right. She in disguise is the waitress. Right. Comes over, serves the whole day. And I just want to tell you one thing. Look at the waitress right now. And then she takes off a mask and it's her. Yeah. Then we have, and we have all that the cameras would, there. We, we capture it. And we don't tell anybody about it now. We Can I tell you how much? Airs. And you know this is true. Can I tell you how much? Because there were documentary filmmakers that were there that are making this documentary of this story and all the stories of um, OUR and the Nazarene Fund. And um, uh, I kept saying to them all day, all day. This is so intrusive. Do you want the cameras in your face if you're being reunited? Right. With you? Of course. I mean, not. I was like, please, let's let's just go away. Let's just leave these people. <laughs> right. You know, uh, and that's why I did not. I kept I really did not want to go have lunch with the family because I'm like, you're come on. We're first of all, we have to sit on the floor. I'm an American. I can't <laughs> sit on the floor. For, I said that to I said that to her mom at one point. She gets she's like older than I am. And she's just getting up and getting, you know, going up and down. She's not sitting on a chair. We're sitting on a floor eating. And uh, and, you know, she's getting up and down. I have to get up once. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think my legs are locked. I don't think I can. And I looked at her and I said, I can't. I, I could I could never be a Yazidi. And she kind of looked at me funny. And I said, look at me. I can't get up from this position. I'm clearly an American. And everybody laughed. Uh, but it was it was hard because it felt intrusive. Yeah. You know? You know what doesn't feel intrusive? What? You set up, you say, look, we're gonna fix you're gonna fix your house up. We're gonna do repairs right. on it. You walk them back, there's a bus in front of the house. <gasps> then you say, Hey everybody, move that bus. They pull the bus away. Same crappy house, but the daughter in front of it. Wow. That's a promotion. That's that how you be, draw some that's attention. That's how we do it? Yes. How we do it. I, can you imagine this Next reaction? Time. Now, it would be really bad if they were disappointed. Oh, we thought we were getting improvements to the house instead of our daughter. Right. I mean, that would be a, a bad... But that one, you just don't air that episode. Right. Or you edit Why around not? it uh, yeah. very carefully. Why not? So I'm a little disappointed in you as an American, as a broadcaster, as a capitalist. You know what also uh, I am failed to do is get any of the anger or the outrage. That's true. You didn't... Yeah, I didn't get any of that either because they didn't have any. Hmm. It was the weirdest thing. That is, it weird. was the weirdest thing. Uh, Guli, the mother, was telling me what happened to her in captivity, and she's telling me this story that would ju- would just melt your eyes. Everybody else, we'd be in an institution, and in between, she's like more chicken. And y- you know, I said to her, "How are you? How do you deal with this?" She's like, "It's life. That's what you deal with." No, 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 that's not life. But over there. It is. It is. And we had a serious discussion on they take it, they deal with it, and then they put it away. We deal with it and we make it our story of our life. Hmm. It's just one story in their life. And I think that's much more healthy. Uh, because I don't think any American would have dealt with it the way this family was dealing with it. I mean, it was really amazing what they went through and how healthy 
they actually seemed at least to be. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know what's great? Home mortgage rates have fallen to a three-year low. So homeowners shopping for an average price home, if you were shopping last year, you can get about $45,000 more than last fall with the same payment terms. Low interest rates and slowing home price increases mean home affordability, and this is the climate in which to buy a new home. It's also a great time to sell or downsize if you're nearing retirement. Very strong demand for family homes, and it's vital to get your housing needs addressed now before you retire. So take advantage of these rates and lock in a fixed rate. Make the 10-minute phone call to American Financing and get pre-qualified and ready to make an offer when you find your dream or your forever home. You'll work with a salary-based mortgage consultant that works for you and not the bank. From coast to coast, they have you covered at American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. The Glenn Beck Program on TV, now with infinity percent more Glenn Beck. Yes. You can watch it tonight, the return of Glenn. Tonight. (laughs) Yeah, blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Jason Buttrell, who is uh, our uh, chief uh, investigative uh, uh, researcher on the program, joins us now to talk a little bit about the research that we've been involved in in the last few weeks on The Squad. (laughs) Uh, and tonight we go through some of the things that we think that Americans should be aware of and be following. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and it all kind of came out around the same time, which was really weird, uh, around those same two weeks uh, while you were out, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, you see my desk. It's like yeah. snowed over right now. Well, I know, and I <laughs> didn't do much to help ease that because when I was out, I, I talked to – um, uh, federal and a couple of state officials as well regarding Elon Omar and others. Uh, and our investigation has taken a very deep and dramatic turn uh, that we will discuss, uh, you know, possibly in future uh, episodes. If if this stuff, which everyone seems to believe at this time, is is true. Uh, it's uh, a hair-raising development, a hair-raising development, but we don't know if we can prove it, uh, and uh, and we want to be very, very careful. But there are some things that um, that are happening now that don't make any sense. For instance, I don't give this. I don't give. Remember when I said Keith Ellison is involved? Yeah. <laughs> What was it? A week later, we find out that Keith Ellison's former money guy is now the boyfriend of Elon Omar. I don't think that's I don't think that counts as, you know, what I was talking about. But it is a strange connection. Very uh, strange there. And there I think that's what a lot of people will focus on, which we don't care about that. Like that is not the story, but I think that's what I, even the outlet that broke it, uh, the Daily Mail, uh, where they showed that they were, uh, you know, at a restaurant in California together, and another don't witness. Care. I don't care about any of that. That is not the story. That's a smokescreen. Mm-hmm. What's going on is who, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. What is he involved with? He's uh, he, you know, Ellison and, and Omar. Are interesting. It's such a weird tangled web 
between the two of them. They have so much in common, not good things, but mm-hmm. they have so much in common. Mm-hmm. For instance, they've both been caught cheating the IRS. Mm-hmm. They've both been caught with campaign finance violations in the same district in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they both represent the same district. Um, and they It's bo- interesting that he leaves, she takes his place, and he becomes the attorney general, which could be used as a protector of sorts. Right. Well, and, and that was the state attorney general was the one that was going after Keith Ellison. I don't know if you remember back in the day. He was the one mm-hmm. that was uh, that was accusing Ellison of all this. Mm-hmm. So now she's kind of in the same boat, but there's nothing coming from the state. Right, because he's the attorney general. <laughs> right. Um, but this but this guy that she was caught with, they both have a connection uh, between the be, between the three of them. And we looked at the FCC. I've about gone blind on FEC records. That's probably the worst thing that you can ever do in your life is go through some of those <laughs> things. Um, but the more I did it, the more weird this is getting. Now, she has been caught with uh, or paying this one guy over a quarter of a million dollars over the past year. Now, I don't know anything about how congressmen and women spend their money. So I was like, right. is this strange? I was looking at it multiple. And I think in February alone, she paid this guy over around forty to fifty thousand dollars in one month. But in separate checks, not separate one payments. Yeah. Like separate checks of ten thousand dollars. Yeah. One day it was two separate checks of twenty or of uh, twelve thousand dollars. Two separate checks on one day. I'm like, what is going on? So I just I look through some other freshman congressmen because maybe freshman congressmen do this. Maybe they spend a lot of money. I, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So I went over and we looked at uh, another. You'll go through this tonight. Let me just say there's something weird going on. This is not normal behavior. Something very, very weird. And if you put something on there where they they and all these uh, filings, they have to put a description like this is travel expenses or, hey, mm-hmm. I went to the Capitol Grill. Mm-hmm. This one she was putting at mostly if it wasn't listed as travel expenses as um, fundraising consulting. Very, that's not vague at all. But that is <laughs> a, 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 on one of the records that we checked on another Congress uh, person. We checked it and there is fundraising consulting. That's something that I guess mm-hmm. that's a common one. Mm-hmm. But maybe one time uh, every four or five months and for a couple hundred dollars, not 12,000, 15,000, 16,000. That's all in how one large. March. Yeah, all, multiple times in a month. And I don't think she's missed a month of not paying this guy. This is very, very strange. The other thing that happened in the last two weeks since I've uh, gone is the guy who I think it should be the most famous. I mean, money, he's done much more than Karl Rove ever did, uh, much more than any of these big gurus that we have seen in the in the past. James Carville, the guy who orchestrated the squad's win, the guy who became the uh, the chief of staff for AOC, has just uh, walked away and decided to do something else, which is really bizarre no one really even knows who this guy is and he is the the key to that justice democrat stuff yeah um election night if you haven't if you nobody listening probably heard this but um jink uh how do you say his last name sue Weger, Weger, jink Weger of young turks he had this crazy blow up on the camera and said we are going to infiltrate we are going to take over the democrat party yeah um Okay, you can say, okay, it's Jink. You're like, what can he do? But if someone says they're going to do that, you should take them at their word. They're mm-hmm. going to try something. The Young mm-hmm. Turks guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Turks guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a few weeks after that, he links up with uh, this Chakrabarti guy. They co-found 
uh, Justice Democrats. He was a co-founding member, Cenk was. And they set up Justice Democrats and a thing called Brand New Congress. Those are the official political action committees, mm-hmm. PACs. But they also set up these two shell companies that we're going to go into later tonight. They set up these two shell companies, and that's where this story starts getting odd. Now, in our system, you can't just, you know, everything is traced through the FEC. Like, that makes it so that, you know, she can't spend the money on an indoor swimming pool in her mm-hmm, apartment or mm-hmm. something like that. Everything is, is tracked. But if you go through a shell company, that money is ghosted. Mm-hmm. You don't know where it went after that. And that is what Saikot Chakrabarty is now at the very center of. They've been called out on it. The FEC has actually started an official investigation into this guy on what they were doing. They're trying to figure out where the money went. Now, there's we've several. I went several months back to see if there are any other allegations. There are allegations of money going through one of these shell companies to a person that's very close to Ocasio-Cortez. And you'll see that later tonight. I find it fascinating. I mean, here's a guy who you know, orchestrated what is basically a takeover of one of the two major parties. Mm-hmm. I mean, AOC yeah. is driving the agenda right now. Mm-hmm. You think think about the what how difficult that is. You you took a bartender and had her basically running the party within two years. This is your life's work. You're you're in the goal you've spent all of this time pushing forward. You you get this done somehow. You're chief of staff, and seven months later, you're you're I'm going to pull out and go to a nonprofit. Yeah, I'm, I'm all set. I mean, yeah, that was fun. Good good seven months there we got out of that thing. I'm going to go and just just go into a nonprofit and see how that 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 world yeah. works. That is a weird move. That is a move that if if you have really done what he has done, and he's known as the architect of this. Mary Matlin didn't do it. James Carville didn't do it. Uh, Carl Rove didn't do it. Uh, Axelrod didn't do it. Mm-hmm. None of these people have ever done it. That's what they do. And if you are at the top of your game just to leave, at the height, just to leave and go to a nonprofit, something's not right. Something's that not right. weird. I mean, like, maybe if you jump to Elizabeth Warren's campaign, right? Like you're, can't, you're running Elizabeth Warren's campaign, maybe you'd understand it. To leave and just go to some nonprofit so you can do some good from the outside seven months in of this? Mm-mm. You've taken the America by storm. Mm-mm. You've turned one of the two pa- parties into a socialist party overnight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and strangely, no one knows your name. Strangely, mm. no one knows your name. It's 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 one of two things. I think either they want to get him away so they can get him under the radar, so people aren't talking about him anymore, Agreed. so he can continue mm-hmm. to do what he's doing. Or that's the best case scenario. That's the best. Or they're just gonna dump it all on him and say, "Look, it wasn't us. It was that guy, you know, mm-hmm. and he's the bad guy." It's it's one of the two. I don't think so. I don't. I think the first one absolutely. But I. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I'm not sure that they're going to dump it all on him. He, he is, unless it's coming from Pelosi, unless it's coming from the Democrats, she then just, that's a possibility. She just had a meeting uh, where they didn't really talk about what went, went on, but she had a surprise meeting and they took a picture of it. It was like last week between the two. I don't, this is possibly could have been what it was about. Mm-hmm. This is serious. Like these allegations are serious. This is basically exactly what they got Paul Manafort for. It's just different. Like it's creating shell companies, so you, he was doing it to avoid tax, you know, tax evasion mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and to hide what he was doing. Same exact thing. They, they created shell companies to to ghost money and hide what they were spending it on. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see with with the group that for where all of that money went. Did all that money go to them? Just usual corruption, or was that money going someplace else? 
uh, that is not in the best interest of the United States of America. Tonight, we will uh, continue this and really fill you in with all of the facts uh, as we move forward on looking at the squad tonight. All right. Uh, Car Shield. Car Shield is just going to save you a buttload of worry and a buttload of money. If you have ever really had a, uh, a problem with your car where your check engine light goes off and you're not covered, you know what that feels like. You never forget what that feels like. It feels awful. If you have car shield and something goes wrong with your car and it's one of the covered repairs, it's all taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. Your car breaks down on the side of the road. You have the car service. You have, uh, you have a car while yours is in the shop. They provide you with a rental car. The covered repairs are super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or the dealership uh, fix it, and you don't have to wait for the check. So, in other words, you don't have to front the money. They take care of it. It's Car Shield. Save yourself a just a uh, just a bunch of worry. Don't don't worry about it, and don't put the money out. Let them do it. Car Shield. Get Car Shield for your car now. 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, or carshield.com. Wow, this is a, this amazing. Elizabeth Warren really does have a plan for everything. Uh, she has come out now and uh, says that she's going to cut violent gun deaths by four-fifths. Now, I don't know what a non-violent gun death is all about. Maybe that's suicide? Seems violent to me, but cut violent gun deaths by four fifths. So she says she's got a comprehensive new plan to reduce those gun deaths. That Again, that's 80 percent. She's going to do it uh, and she's going to do it with taxes. Hmm. Now, who would have known that taxes could stop violent gun deaths? I didn't. I didn't know that either. Someone who wants to murder someone's going to be like, I don't know, 20% more for these bullets, I think. I don't know if I'm going to be able yeah, to do no. that. So she's proposing a universal background check, which we have. Uh, federal gun licensing, which we don't have for good reason. Uh, one week waiting period on all gun purchases to limit impulsive violence happens all the time. A ban on assault weapons, which don't exist, and a newly and tried and, and a, didn't work. A newly empowered Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. They've added explosives now, so the AT uh, the ATF E uh, is going to have new em- empowered uh, uh, things they can do, which are I don't even know what they are, but I bet mm. they're great. Uh, so she says we're faced with a complex and entrenched public health crisis made worse by the ongoing inability of corrupt government to do anything about it. So it's easy to despair. So our government is corrupt. So what she'd like to do is expand the government. Oh, yeah, make the power bigger, because I believe the statement is uh, absolute power makes you much less corrupt. Absolutely. Absolute. Absolute happiness. Absolute happiness. Mm -hmm. So it's also strange that she says we're faced with a complex and entrenched public health crisis. I don't know if that has anything to do with the health crisis, you know, like Obamacare was supposed to fix that only made it worse. But uh, I'm excited that the left is finally admitting that taxing something actually will discourage it. 
because they're saying, well, we can tax it and then people won't want to buy as many bullets or guns. Mm-hmm. So finally, they're admitting the central thesis of all conservatism. When you put taxes on something, you get less of it. Like, for right. example, economic activity. When you raise taxes, right. you know, right. like income taxes, you're discouraging positive economic activity. Huh. Huh. Huh, I'm sure that they'll figure that out. So she says guns are taxed at 10%, while other gun and ammunitions are taxed at 11. But she says that the gun tax needs to be 30%, and the tax on ammunition, 50%. I mean, all that is going to do is take money out of people who are legal gun owners' hands. No one who's about to commit a mass murder, which ends in their own death, an hour later is no. going to care about paying an extra 30% for the ammunition. No, no, no. It will do it will do more. A lot of people, if you're paying 50% more for the ammunition, there is one thing that will happen. You will go to the range less often. Yes. You will shoot mm-hmm. less often, which will make you more dangerous with a gun instead of more safe with a gun. Right, but it will only affect people who aren't going to do mass shootings. No person is going to be like, you know what? I want to kill 100 people, but I'm only going to kill 80 because of that tax. There's not one person who's ever been a mass shooter who would make a decision like that. It's only taking money out of legal gun owners' hands. That's all it is. That's all it's designed to do. And, of course, that's all it will accomplish. But this This is every one of their plans. This is the beginning of how they're going to go after this. They're going to go after it uh, through money. They'll go after it with insurance. They will go after it with, uh, with banks. And they'll say, hey, banks can't do business with uh, gun manufacturers or gun sellers or anything else. So they'll cut their ability Mm -hmm. to actually do a legal transaction. They will make it onerous on you to own a gun. Insurance will be through the roof. If you have a gun in the house, well, then you need extra insurance. Uh, Insurance will go through the roof. Taxes will go through the roof, and they won't have to do anything to the Second Amendment. And they'll call that common sense. I call that theft of your rights. And the reporting is that Trump has insisted he would be able to convince his most ardent supporters who favor gun rights that the moment for a change has arrived. I don't think so. If that's true, then I wouldn't say anything right now. But if you want that to not be true, you better speak up right now. This is the Glenn Beck Program.